Welcome back to the LeaderLink Podcast. This is Charles. And I'm Josh. And today we're going to conclude our leadership development series with the competencies. We talked about character and competence as being the general umbrella uh, for leadership development. And today we're specifically focusing on the skills, knowledge, and physical yeah. Components. Yeah. So last week we looked at character. What do you need to be to lead at your level? The emotional side of things, both emotional health and intelligence. What do you need to feel at your leadership level? And today we want to look at what do you need to know? What do you need to do? And really kind of physically, what do you need to be at your leadership level? I want to start with physical just I because. So that, too. Yeah, yes. Just, I was thinking that same thing. Kind yeah. of interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I don't really. I don't really know how this applies to everyone, but I, you know, when I think of physical, obviously you think of being in shape and uh, eating right and and you know exercising and things like that. But yeah. you, you know, for me, when I when I see physical as a as one of these competencies, I think that you have a, a healthy mind, mm-hmm. meaning that you you take care of you you sleep. Uh, which is not quite frankly something that a lot of leaders really do well is, is get enough sleep. Um, you know, I think exercise is something that is, what is that? Well, you know, you, you, uh, you, you might run yeah, or jog, you could jog. Okay. Or, uh, you know, I, I, I did run once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good, but, but you were in the dishwasher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, obviously there are there are physical benefits to your physique by exercising sure. and things like that. Yeah. But also, physical exercise is is a is a very good way to keep your mental health in mm-hmm. check. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just wanted I don't know what your thoughts yeah. on this physical. I think part sev- of it. several things on the physical. One, I mean, no matter who you are, if you're if you're Working out, if you're eating right, you just probably, I think it's a given, you're going to feel better about yourself. Yeah. So it's a confidence exuder, right, uh, which helps as a leader. If you feel, and again, I, I, I am, if you've never seen me, I am an overweight, I wouldn't say completely unhealthy, but not very healthy man. Um, I like to eat and I don't like to work out, as I just mentioned. Um, and sometimes that impacts me when it comes to leadership because I don't feel as confident in front of people as I would like to, I would love, you know, it's, it's just a reality when I stand on a stage, you know, I, I try not to let myself get in the way because preaching is not, you know, teaching. It's not, you know, it's not about me. It's not about my content. It's about, you know, me honoring the Lord and proclaiming what he has to say. So it's, it's, it's different. I, I try to get out of the way, but, but there's always that piece of me that goes, you know, are people looking at the overhang of my stomach when my shirt's tucked in, right? Am I, am I, you know, am I, my chin's too much? So it's just a, it's one of those things that I think can impact your self-confidence as Charles is over there squeezing his non double chin. Cause he's a fit guy. I don't think you have a double um, chin. Um, but yeah, so I think that's one thing, but the other thing is, and I think the most important thing, again, self-confidence is a huge issue. I think that physical is such an important leadership development area because of longevity, Right. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're an unhealthy person, just and again, I say that that can be a generic thing. You just might not last as long. You, you wear out. Um, think about, and I have this problem. I get sick, right? 
uh, and I, I don't know if that's just a genetic thing or if that's because I don't, you know, keep myself in shape as well, but I miss work because of that, right? I get sick. I get, you know, bedridden for, you know, a couple of weeks a year, but sometimes those happen to be very important weeks that I miss and my leadership is missed and things get impacted because of that. Um, and again, you can't, you know, that's not something you can necessarily control, but I think there's a correlation between physical health and, and, and getting sick on a regular basis. I think there's a correlation between physical health and just longevity in life. Um, and well, those I mean, things are very important to leadership. You're not going to get the flu because you don't work out. Right. 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 You know, but, but you're <clears throat> right. At, at the same time, your, your body, the, the mental, physical and, and, and overall well-being of your body is connected. Sure. And so if, if you're not taking care yeah. of yourself, then, then that, you know, that, right. that makes sense. You're, you're yeah. not, you're not going to miss. I will, you know, the, sorry, I cut you off, but I think about that book, the body keeps score. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you as a leader are being impacted on a daily basis emotionally and and having a weight to carry, yeah, like that weight is enough for your body that you don't need to be carrying extra weight on you because you eat poorly and don't work out, right? And again, I'm not judging because I am that person. This is there's this is like a completely. This is me speaking to myself in a lot of ways. Oh, we do uh, that a lot on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. So it's, you know. We, we learn from this as much as no we, doubt. we yeah. hope to impart. But just in, in thinking through these things again, it goes, this is a really important, I think, leadership development quality. And, and I will say, like, our, our church, um, our pastor, he's, he's, a, he's a healthy guy. He's not like a fitness nut, but he believes, I think, these very things. And so he has... You know, he has offered to pay for, you know, half of gym memberships for us um, to the city gym. He gives us time like he's like, if you if you want need to go work out and so, you know, five o'clock's our normal time off, take off at four and go before you go home. Uh, So he encourages that. And I think that's, you know, that's awesome. Several of our staff members take advantage of that. Um, I have not yet just because that's it's something I really need to work on. Um, and probably set a plan for, but I've not led myself well in that area. I will say that, uh, but it is something that our, our organization values, um, and that I need to, well, because, I mean, yeah. in law enforcement, we, we actually were allowed to work out on duty. Really? You know, th- yeah, that was on duty. Yeah. That was part okay. of it. I mean, you, you, you had time for a lunch break and if you chose to use that I lunch see. break, I see, yeah. cause yeah. you know, it's, it's easy to run through a drive through or, or right. heat up your food, not run through a drive. Heat up your food that you meal prep <laughs> from home. You know, in the station, yeah. it you know, it takes what five ten minutes right. to do that, um, and you can do that while you're waiting on a call or whatever, um, or writing a report. But a lot of people would take advantage of that and yeah. actually work out on duty, um, because not only do the, you need to be in physical shape as an as an officer, yeah. but you you do need to uh, be in mental shape as as well. Right. And you know, we, thinking back to relate this to our our last episode. Uh, with the emotional intelligence part of it. Um, you know, when you have these conversations with, with people that are stressful, mm-hmm. uh, your body can release cortisol and adrenaline, which can actually have a negative impact on your long-term health. Hmm. And, and so in order to manage that exercise is, is an excellent way. Sure. Because uh, I know that personally, when when I was when I was still working in law enforcement, I would miss days because my body was sick, and it wasn't because of anything. I wasn't. Was I didn't have the flu. Or, yeah, yeah. Right. I there was so much cortisol in my system that my body was actually 
saying, no, you need to, you need to rest. You are toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so, so yeah, I, I say all that to say, I think physical is, is a, you know, it may not be the most key thing in leadership development, but I definitely would think about it as part of your holistic development process as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to knowledge. Yeah. This, this kind of seems obvious. Sure. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, you, you can't move on to the next level. Yeah. And I think, you know, knowledge comes in several different categories in this. Um, and I think, you know, and we've talked about it before because it, it dovetails with your character and your emotional health and intelligence. But you've got to know who you are. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most important things that a person can can come to know or learn is like, what are your personal values for life? What is your personal mission? What is your personal vision? I think that's that's a knowledge category for me, Um, because as you seek to either find a job or to to promote in a job, you kind of have to know that so that you can find a place where you're going to sync up with that. I mean, if you're if you're working in or if you're working in an organization that that is completely contradictory with your mission, vision, and values as a human being, you need to know that and probably not go that direction. Um, so I I think that you know that starts with that's just a very base level knowledge issue. I think it's also very important to know the the vision, mission, and values of the organization you're you're serving. Um, so these are very basic knowledge things, but this is something that as a leadership development, per, as a person who is developing another leader, you've got to help them know themselves and you've got to help them know your organization so that you can sync those two up in, in as best as possible. You're, you're probably never going to have one for one um, congruence, but at least you can not be out of sync if you're working for an organization if you don't know your organization's mission statement or value statement or core values yeah. or, or anything, go look them up. Sure. It, yeah. A lot of organizations have them and, yeah. and you may be actually surprised at what they are. Yeah. Uh, you may, you may uh, see that they haven't been updated in quite some time. Right. And, and one, one of the things about values is that they can, they can change. Yes. Um, and sometimes I think organizations get into trouble when, the values of those in the organization change, but the values of the people who work in the organization don't. Correct. Um, so one of the things I wanted that, that your, your, uh, your discussion just now made me think of is the different bases of power. Okay. And you know, when you promote, you, you gain a, a legitimate power, a positional power. Mm-hmm. I'm now a supervisor or a manager and and all that really means is that if I give you an order that's within our policy, that really you need to carry it out. Sure, you shouldn't rely on that. Right. right? Um, there's also referent power. You know, I I, I have gained your uh, uh, trust and and respect, and you'll do something because of that. Right. Um, there's uh, reward power, coercive power, but the one that m- knowledge really brings is the expert power. Okay. And if I'm making, if I'm, if I'm training up you in, in a position, I'm giving you that expert power, but I also think expert power really uh, does translate into developing into the next level of leadership. Because as I have been studying leadership for, I guess about a decade Mm -hmm. solid. And that includes, 
you know, reading, podcasting, um, master's degree, uh, being a formal leader myself, right. uh, working on my doctorate degree. I would consider myself to be an expert in leadership. But what I will tell you is that the more I learn about it, the more I realize how much there is to learn about it that I don't know. So I think it's important that you help people establish expertise in their position. Because when they promote, the people who they will now supervise are going to look to them for that expertise. However, I think it's important that we encourage lifelong learning of mm-hmm. leadership. Yes. Be, because uh it's going to take a lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's just a constant learning is constant growth, right. right? And that's kind of what you need to do to maintain your edge in leadership. And you can be a leader and be stagnant, but but who's going to want to follow you? Uh Maybe, I mean, I guess a supervisor, just a frontline supervisor can kind of stay where they're at. And some people choose that, and that's not a wrong thing. But if you want to if you want to continue to develop as a leader, you've got to continue learning both specific subject matter in your industry, but also the the thinking and techniques of leadership. Um, yeah, and, and I think that, that when we talk about leadership development, that really needs to be modeled by who by the person doing the development. Right. They themselves have to be a continuous learner. Yeah. They have to understand the trends. You know, you say that the frontline supervisor um, maybe can be stagnant. And I, I think a lot of people listening to this can relate to a stagnant frontline supervisor. I think they can also relate to stagnant middle management. Sure. You know, I mean, you can have stagnant leadership anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because people get to a place and they think they've arrived. And that's that's the like the fundamental flaw of a leader is thinking that you have made it because th- you've achieved a position, right? I think that's one of the first things you and I talked about on one of the very first episodes yeah. is that one of the reasons we do this podcast, I mean, if people listen to it, that's great, sure. but I we think just like we, to talk about this stuff. We want to yeah. sharpen our yeah, saw. Absolutely. We, we want to continuously learn. I learn something new from you every time we do this podcast right. and, and, and I learn something from the experience as a whole. Yeah. If people listen to it, that's great. But for me, this is one way that I I want to continue uh, to develop myself as a leader. It's fun, focused conversation for us because we like this stuff and we like to talk about it. So exactly. Um, Okay, I think you know the that knowledge is a huge thing. The last thing I would say about the the knowledge development is that as a as a person as a leader developing a future leader or a uh, leader that's kind of a little bit further down the pipeline. I think there are two main categories of knowledge that need to be developed. And I would say the first one is things that are in the business, right? So if you are a uh, computer programmer and you're developing another computer programmer as a leader, that programmer needs to be learning the latest language. They need to be imbibing that knowledge. Right. Yes. But at the same time, if you're if you're developing a leader and not just a, a person who's going to be programming then you have to be giving them knowledge on how to work on the business. Mm, yeah. Right? Uh, and so what, what do they need? They need to know how to think strategically. Where are we? Where do we want to be? How do we get there? Like that's basic right. strategic thinking. Um, Strategery. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so, so, you know, what about, you know, 
scaling? How do we how do we do that at a at a at a business level, at an organization level, at a department level, whatever it might be? But I think it's really critical to always be developing leaders in those two generic big big categories in the business on the business. That's such a great point, man. Because it kind of goes back to when we first talked about the leadership pipeline a month or so ago. One of the thing, key things you need to do as, 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 as a developer of other leaders is help people realize that it's not just the perspective that you're at, it's that you have to be able to see the perspective at a higher level. And that, and so I, I kind of relate that to in the business, that widget maker needs to know how to make the widget. Yeah. But when we're, when we're teaching that person how to develop as a leader, we're teaching them that, to take a higher level view and to be able to look at the widget makers as a whole and see how can we grow, how can we work on the business as a whole? So yeah. it's, it's just a higher level perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's shift over then to our final bucket. Uh, we looked at physical, we looked at knowledge. Let's look at skills. What do we need to do to lead at our level? Yeah, that's a long list. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. So, I, you know, I, I think that this one is so so specific to whatever role industry you're in that we really can't do well, it justice. But there are some basics. There are yeah, some basics. Yeah. yeah. Um, go ahead. So one of the one of the ones that I, I think is is very important is is the ability to coach. Okay. Coaching, communication, counseling, that kind of skill, all those things are, are, are different in and of themselves to a certain extent, but the ability to help another person develop is a skill. Yeah. I don't think it's an inherent skill for a lot of people. I think some people may, may pick up on that quicker than others, but the ability to kind of keep your own emotions in check while you help somebody else. Yeah. Uh, develop. Yeah. Another another skill is the ability to discipline. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. A lot of times, discipline gets a uh, people don't like that word, right? It's it, it, everyone probably conjures up some sort of image of a belt, right? Yeah. <laughs> that motion my dad had, where he was able to like, wow, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think about discipline. Yeah, but that or waking up early. <laughs> but what's the purpose of discipline? To I mean, to make us better, to right. improve us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's always for your good. It is. Yeah. Well, well, well. It should be well-intentioned discipline. Yeah, right. Not malicious discipline. Right. And that's the difference, right? Discipline, if if poorly defined, is I got disciplined because I you know sneezed. That's 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 malicious, right? Um, discipline in the sense of what is the actual word? It's it's for your good, right? You discipline your children not because you hate them, and not because you want to destroy them, but because hey, if you keep running across the street like that, you're going to get by a car and die, and that's not good for you, right? right? <clears throat> so that's definitely not good for you. <laughs> Just like, that, that's the base <laughs> level example. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, but it, but that's what it is. It's yeah. for the other person's good, yeah. and 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 a lot of people that I have seen that are expected to deliver discipline really 
they don't like it. And, and no, nobody really likes Correct. disciplining. Correct. That's a, that's a bad, uh, that, that's not, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is that a lot of people are extremely uncomfortable doing it because they make it, uh, personal, mm-hmm. uh, or they, they feel like it's personal or they believe that the other pa- person may perceive it as personal. Um, which they will. And they will. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that is why this is a skill right. that is, is, is essential because, the end goal of discipline is not to punish. It is to make better. Um, you know, I'll give an example. Uh, when, when I was an officer and I had not promoted yet, I, I was going too fast without my siren activated on the police squad. I was going too fast. Yeah. And, and I mean, I had my lights on, so technically it was not illegal, but, but I received discipline for that. And I, I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't happy about it, Sure, but I understood, okay, the reason that this is happening yeah. is because they don't want me to kill myself or somebody else, Correct. right? Yeah. Th- that makes sense. And so when I promoted to sergeant and I had to give discipline to other people for that same exact thing, I already knew what the intent was. I knew, and I had been shown by the example before me that the intent was not to punish. Yes, they were going to receive something in their file, but the intent was for safety. Right. It was for their safety. It was for the safety of the citizens. Yeah. And, um, you know, another thing about discipline is that it doesn't have to necessarily be formal. You know, there's formal and informal versions. So helping equip, future leaders with that skill and that, and really not not just the ability to have the conversation, but understanding what the intent is. Yeah. And also understanding, uh, what the, uh, desired outcomes are. So that's good. You know, one final thing I would say just, uh, or we could probably talk about this more if we wanted to, but, um, I, I think an area that is, um, I notice a lot of weakness in is writing, uh shocking right yeah the uh like i and again if 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 from a secular standpoint if you wanted to sum up what's the job of a minister it's communication okay we communicate and that's what we do we communicate the bible we communicate to our volunteer leadership we communicate to the church as a whole like that's 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 that in a nutshell that's what we do if you're a bad writer you're never going to succeed in this role right uh, because that's still a significant chunk of the communication that we do is written. It's emails, it's text messages, it's even even a sermon or a lesson. You're you're probably writing notes. Uh, you're organizing your thinking through writing. And I just watch so many people who you know I'll get an email that I need to approve to be sent out, and it's either sloppily written. Or you can just tell that they didn't take the time to edit it, proofread it. Um, and, and if I was to send that out and, you know, and a business executive launches that email and starts looking at it and things aren't capitalized, spaces are missing, you know, pronouns are wrong, they're going to go, well, I'm never going to read this email again. And you've chopped your leadership ability in half because then the only way you can relate to somebody is through a face-to-face interaction, which you get maybe once a week, right? Uh, so that's a, that's a, just a personal example, but I think if you, if you're a poor writer, 
people just that's something that I, I and maybe I'm just nitpicky and this no. is this is a personal thing, but I I I have trouble forgiving sloppy writing. Like I can understand a, a typo or two, um, and a, and a, just a regular email. That's that is what it is. But but something that you should be proofreading, like a if you're writing a business proposal or if you're writing an email to a client that needs to be, you know, that's not a quick, you know, forgive my errors, I'm on my iPhone type of thing. Good writing is just so important and it's teachable, right? It, it is teachable. It, <clears throat> it, it is an important skill. I, I don't think you're being nitpicky at all. Whether we like it or not, verbal communication is not the only way we communicate yeah. as leaders. Right. And, and, and in, in our society, it's less and less. I mean, if you think about the yeah. way we think about the way kids communicate today, who are going to be our next generation of employees, they don't talk to each other face to face. They right. send each other text messages, even in the same room. Right. So if you don't have good written communication, man. No, I mean, it, I'm you, on a soapbox now. So but, but you're absolutely right, <laughs> uh, because it's not it's not just the communication between uh, the leader and, and their 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 employee, uh, because, the, you know, that communication could be through text message um, and and. and so much emotion gets left out of written communication, which is why I think that is such a critical skill. I hate writing emails. Do you? I hate it because yeah. people, people don't understand the emotion behind the email. That's what emojis are for. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an emoji guy typically, but, uh, and, and also think about for justification, Right. If, if I need to justify that we're going to have uh, I, I need uh, additional resources or I want to uh, work on a project or something like that, yeah. I have to be able to explain it. I mean, I've you know written grants and, and goodness gracious, if you can't articulate what right. you're doing clearly, you can almost be sure that you're not going to get, get that, that grant. Yeah. So excellent. So yeah. so we'll, we'll just wrap it up with the, those three skills, the, the coaching, the discipline and, and, and really randomly writing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just, we'll just say verbal and nonverbal communication. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I think we could go on and on yeah. about leadership skills. So, yeah. So, so this is our conclusion with the, uh, the five skills for, for leadership development. This is actually going to be our final episode for the season. Cool. We're going to start up with season four. Nice. in a couple of weeks so thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon hey thanks for tuning in to this episode of the leader link podcast if you like what you heard leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership you can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com and we'll see you next time